This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Atlanta. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We are a little bit late this morning, starting my apologies. My morning has uh, had some unexpected twists and turns, but here we are. Here we are. So despite the obstacles, we get here and we get it done. So as we always do, I hope you all are having a fabulous Thursday and a fabulous week. Um, And as I said, we are live from the WWWE Real 1100 AM studio here in Atlanta, as we always are every week on Thursday at 11 a.m. We'll start the show with our shout outs as we always do. Hello to my number one fan. Good morning, mom. I hope you are having a fantabulous Thursday morning. Shout out to family in Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Norfolk, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Charlotte, North Carolina, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Hampton, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Chesapeake, Virginia, Woodbridge, Virginia, Center, Alabama, Washington, D.C., Columbus, Georgia, Oxford, North Carolina, Hobbs, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Temecula, California, Opelika, Alabama, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, College Park, Georgia, and Newport News, Virginia. And as always, if you shout out, tell me where you're listening from, you'll get a shout out the following week. Um, where is my family in the Northeast and in the Midwest? I need, need some of y'all. Where is New York? Stand up. Ohio, where y'all at? Come on in to the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa family. As I said, you can listen live. We are broadcasting live from WWE Real 1100 AM Studios. You can stream this show on www.real1100.com or you can watch on our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, or also on the Old Fashioned Health Network Facebook page as well. So to all of the moms and mom figures out there, I want to wish you all a belated happy Mother's Day. Um, I thought about that. I'm like, I should have done that last week to wish you all an early happy Mother's Day. But I hope that it was a day of rest and recuperation and adoration for you. Um, And so, you know, of course, we love our moms here at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Our COVID update. So this week we are at 32.6 million cases, which is slightly up from 32.3 million last week. We are at 580,000 deaths, which is slightly up from 575,000 last week. Vaccinations, which is the good point to be up, we are at 264.7 million Americans have received at least one vaccine shot. That is up from last week, 250 million last week. And so when we talk about percentages, because, of course, when we talk about the um, herd immunity that we're trying to get to, um, we are currently at 59 percent of all eligible Americans have received at least one vaccination shot. And that's awesome. And so. The big news with COVID this week, the FDA authorized the Pfizer vaccine for use in children. 
ages 12 to 15. And to find a COVID vaccine near you, go to vaccines.gov. You put in your zip code and all locations that are um, offering the vaccine and have it in stock um, will become, um, you know, will, will pop up for you. You also can go to your state health department website or your county government website. Uh, so here in Atlanta, you can go to Fulton FultonCountyGA.gov, uh, and that will show you where you can get your teen and tween uh, children vaccinated, as well as adults uh, as well. So I'm very, very happy about that. And so my daughter is 13, and so she was getting her first uh, Pfizer vaccine uh, on Friday afternoon. So we are very, very excited about that because that's just going to open up the whole world for us, that our whole family will be, will be finally vaccinated. The CDC continues to report more cases of blood clots associated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, uh, with so far a total of 28 cases reported. And I will say that is 28 cases out of 8.7 million doses given. Um, and so, you know, that's a very, very small number. But if you are one of those 28, it is a very significant number, right? Um, Further study of this has shown that the type of blood clot that is caused um, or associated with this vaccine, I should say, is called the cerebral venous sinus thrombosis or CVST and is seen in combination with low levels of blood platelets. Um, that condition is also called thrombosis or clot with thrombocytopenia. So thrombosis with thrombocytopenia and thrombocytopenia is just the medical term for low platelet count. And the platelets are the sticky cells that clog up holes. And so we don't and prevent us from bleeding uh, to death. So a report in the Wall Street Journal this week states that a scientist in Germany is examining the cause of these rare clots that are associated with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And what they are theorizing thus far is that the vaccine vector, the adenovirus, is triggering an autoimmune response that is leading to the blood clot. Of course, research on this is ongoing, and I will report more findings as they become available. I should still note that the risk of dying from COVID-19 infection is still 40 times higher than the risk of developing this rare blood clot condition. And so in, in conclusion with our COVID update, the vaccines are safe. I, I will stand uh, on that and stand behind that statement. But of course, if you have any risk of blood clot or a history of clotting or bleeding disorder, I personally and professionally wouldn't recommend it that you use the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I would go with either the Pfizer or the Moderna um, product in that situation. When we come back from a short break, we will get into our topic today. And so, you know, I, I was being very funny on, on our promo when I said, you know, you can catch these hands, which, you know, people who know what that means know what that means. But we are not talking about fighting or anything like that today. We are talking about the healing power of massage. And so when we come back from the break, we will get into that today. I am Dr. Carissa Hines, and this is Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We'll be right back. It's a new day. And while smoking and tobacco use takes more black lives than anything else, there is something we can all do. Like join in for No Menthol Sunday. 
May 16th is No Menthol Sunday, where churches and faith leaders talk about black health and tobacco use in our community. Sign up to participate at nomenthalsunday.org and let's advocate for change or help a loved one quit tobacco for good. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. So our topic today is catching these hands, talking about massage therapy and how it can be a part of a healthy routine. But first, as we always do, a little bit of uh, history about massage therapy. And so, you know, I, I will say that I am I consider doing the show a, a blessing for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is that I get to learn new things um, about a particular topic. And so in, in researching massage therapy, I learned a tremendous amount. And it was just really, really fascinating. And I kept writing and writing, writing. And I was like, I'm just going to end up doing the whole show. And there's not going to be any room for my guests to talk. So let me just cut this off. But here we go. Brief history about massage therapy. So massage therapy dates back to 3000 BC in India as a sacred system of natural healing. The technique was passed down through the generations to heal injuries, relieve pain, and to prevent and cure illnesses. Massage is believed to restore the body's natural and physical balance to allow for natural healing. The technique then spread to China and was modified to a combination of skills and techniques, blending practices of traditional Chinese medicine, martial arts, and spiritual yoga, which was practiced by the Buddhist and Taoist at the time. The Chinese even developed a textbook called the Yellow Emperor's Classic Book of Internal Medicine that is still used today in massage therapy and alternative medicine instruction. From there, massage therapy spread to Egypt. The Egyptians are credited with developing reflexology, and there are drawings um, that reflect this practice. Massage therapy was brought to Japan in 1000 BC, and it, it evolved to include the technique known as shiatsu. So shiatsu massage is still, is still a, a, a modality today, but it is... Uh, several thousand years old. Isn't that neat? Massage therapy has been all around the world being modified all along the way. For example, the Greeks applied herbs and oils in combination with massage. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, applied the friction technique and was the first to prescribe a combination of massage, proper diet, exercise, fresh air, and music to restore health imbalance. In the 1800s, Swedish doctor Per Heinrich Ling created the movement known as the Swedish Movement Cure to help relieve chronic pain, the Swedish massage technique that is still in use today. So you thought you were just going to the 
spa and just getting a rub down but you didn't know that you were incorporating thousands and thousands of years of history and technique uh, in you were experiencing that in getting your massage and I just think that that is just really really cool that this modality has been all over the world and and every culture that touched it added a little bit to it um, and made it unique and then all of these practices are still uh, with us today so let me introduce you to our guest Ms. Tamika McPherson Tamika McPherson is a licensed massage therapist with over 20 years of professional experience working in clinical settings and in massage therapy education. She is experienced and certified in several massage therapy modalities, including deep tissue massage, sports massage, myofascial release, and trigger point therapy, just to name a a few. Ms. McPherson has also been a massage therapy instructor at EP, excuse me, ECPI University and the program coordinator at Centura College. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show, Ms. Tamika McPherson. Ms. McPherson. Happy me. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? I am a great. I'm so excited for the show today. I am excited too. I am, and thank you for the history. I was just smiling, just thinking back to the days of being a massage therapy student and teaching and going through this history. It, it is um, it's fascinating. I, I will tell you, it really is. I will tell you, I didn't know any of this before today's <laughs> show. So I am so glad for the opportunity to once again learn something new and, and, and just, you know, just knowing how each culture touched massage therapy and how all of those therapies are still uh, in use today is just really, really cool from, you know, 5,000 years to yeah. today. That's incredible. That is very, very incredible. So getting into our discussion today. So now when we talk about the different types of massage, Mm-hmm. How, like, tell me briefly, because I know there's probably a lot of modalities, but what is the difference really between the types of massage? So that's a great question. So just to add to your point and also to history, there is well over 300 different styles or types of massage therapy. Wow. Wow. So to pinpoint the differences, We'll take this show in several series of conversations. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, but just to kind of bring in a little bit, I think that um, the easiest way to answer your question is what we're most familiar with. Like, what are some of the modalities that we're used to hearing? Mm-hmm. Um, so your Swedish massage. Mm-hmm. Swedish massage is your therapeutic massage, and that is generally taught in school, and then you build on your foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just includes your various... Um, massage strokes that we learned. Okay. Um, and also uh, um, just some other types of manipulation to the muscles. Okay. Right? Also buried pressure. Deep tissue massage is another one. And most people think, oh, deep tissue, that means the deeper you go, the better it is. No, mm-hmm. we're actually getting down to the uh, muscle, uh, the myofascial parts of the muscle belly. Okay. Deep into the muscle belly. So that is applied with a little... Um, more pressure, mm-hmm. um, and then also hot stone massage, for example. Mm-hmm. So hot, 
because you're not going down to the river and grabbing just whatever rocks you find there, right? Right. Um, specific uh, stone that is used to actually be able to hold in that uh, amount of heat for a period of time. Mm. They we use, we actually use the stones to actually massage over the body. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of pictures that take hot stone massages, just the stones are just laying there and sitting there. Most people think, oh, I'm just coming to get a hot stone and just right. sit there. Right. So we're actually using the stones as our hands to glide over your body with those, those warm rocks, the warm stones. Very good, very good. And so how do I know which type of massage is for me? So, you know, I know when I go to the spa and they have all of these different options, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just kind of just, you know, just freestyle it. I'm like, yeah, surprise me, you know, do whatever. Um, because I don't because I don't really know the difference and I don't know. You know, I, I have learned over the years of getting massages what I like. But when I first started, I was like, I don't know which I don't know what kind of massage I want. I just don't want my back to hurt anymore. You know, that that kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this question um, because I would say to understand and know what massage type or modality or style is best for you. Mm-hmm. You need to ask yourself, uh, why am I getting a massage? Why do I need it? Mm. Am I getting a massage because I'm stressed at work and I'm working on a project and it kind of has me just a little stressed out right now and I just need something to, you know, just take the edge off a little bit and mm-hmm. relax? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I getting something for a more chronic condition? Am I getting am I getting a massage because I'm a runner, I'm an athlete, and, my, you know, as you said before, you know, your body is sore, your body aches. So I think that the best way to answer that question is that you need to ask yourself, why do you need it? Okay. And then have a conversation with your massage therapist to personalize or customize that massage for you mm-hmm. and or um, to decide what modality will work best. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so when we're talking about, is there a specific massage modality that is best for a certain type of ailment? Um, you know, just kind of just leading into why yeah. I'm there to get a massage. So, for example, like the example that you gave, if I am just kind of stressed at work and just need to release, what would probably mm-hmm. be the best modality for that situation as opposed to I've injured myself and, and I'm going to use massage as a part of my therapy? So it depends, um, like you said, on the condition. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's stress-related, you may just want just your traditional um, Swedish massage, okay. uh, you may want to incorporate some aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know lavender, for example, has a very calming effect on the body, just as long as you're not allergic. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Do that. Right. Um, that's a great point. Um, but, you know, it just kind of depends. Um, to your point as well, if you were um, receiving massage therapy as part of a pain management treatment, mm-hmm. um then you can, again, just have a conversation with your massage therapist to say, hey, you know what, I'm experiencing this back pain here and it's a little persistent. And then certain questions will come from that conversation. Right. You know, regarding your occupation, are you standing for long periods of time? Mm -hmm. Could it be that, you know, your shoes, and most people don't think about this either. Um, You know, we wear shoes, we wear certain shoes to work if we're standing for long periods of time. Well, when was the last time you changed those shoes? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the bottom of the pattern and see how you walk and where the wear and tear is on your shoes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of conversation can be um, in, in that intake process that will help um, develop a better treatment plan for you. Um, also, for like a more chronic condition, such as like 
fibromyalgia, which is a pain accompanied disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, Swedish massage or hot stone massage has been proven with research to be very beneficial. Very good. So when you're first coming to massage, I guess you should kind of allow a few minutes or, or when you're calling to set up the appointment, just mm-hmm. asking for a few minutes to um, speak with your therapist about what's going on with you and then have them make some recommendations as to what type of massage will fit your situation at that time. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting from, from what you're saying. Well, Am I right? Generally, um, somewhat. Uh, generally, when you're calling to schedule an appointment, especially, you know, we're living in a day of age where, you know, a lot of phone conversation is eliminated, right? Right. A lot of this, um, the appointment scheduling can be done online. Right. The conversation needs to occur when you actually are with your massage therapist and they bring you back to the room and they're going over your intake process. You know, they're discussing with you, you know, why are you here today? What type of medications are you on? Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on what you're putting down on that intake form, and it's very, very important to be honest. Right. Be honest about the medications that you're taking because this could be contraindicated for you, and it may not be the best fit. It would cause more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, different conditions. You know, if you have a blood clot, for example, or if you're on a a blood thinner, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want a very rigorous or deep massage because it can bruise you and cause more harm. Right. So be honest when that intake process is very important. And that's one of the things that we we stress when we're communicating with our care providers about being very, very transparent. And so as we see here, even here with massage therapy, um, you know, again, very important to be transparent about what's going on with you in totality. um, So that way you can get a, a massage that is helpful and most certainly not harmful. So let me ask you, Ms. McPherson, how often should we get a massage? So I would say too much of a good thing is a good thing, right? Mm. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, again, it goes back to why are you getting a massage? Are you getting a massage because it's a part of your treatment plan with your doctor to decrease pain? Mm-hmm. Um, are you an athlete and you are, you know, uh, preparing for a race or you're a marathon runner, for example? So I would say a massage once a week. It's good um, if you're an athlete or having some type of, you know, high-intensity sports activity. Mm-hmm. You may do something a little more often, maybe twice. Okay. Um, depending, you know, if you're getting like a sports massage, for example, you can receive what we call a pre-massage prior to your event, and you also get one after. So that can be within a couple of days hmm. of one another. Okay. It depends on why you're there. And how often would you say is too often? Because you said too much of a good thing is is not a good thing. But I'm sitting here like, you know, I think I could, like, if I could afford it, I could have a massage, like, every day. That would just be, like, my idea of heaven. But maybe that might be doing doing too much, as I am am known to do, doing (laughs) the most. Think of your body like a car. Okay. Right? We get oil changes, tune-ups. For the maintenance of our vehicle. It's the same thing with your body. Okay. Right? You drive your car a little too often and you're increasing your mileage. Guess what? You need more car repair. You need more freaking oil changes. You need, okay. you know, whatever more often, right? Right. Um, so when you think about massage, you're literally pushing or pumping on the muscles in your body to release those toxins. So that's why that's too much of a good thing is a good thing. Because you don't want to create micro tears in the muscles. Mm-hmm. You don't want to break those muscle fibers down either. Okay. It's going to go against the healing process. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So now, massage clearly has some benefits beyond just um, your spa day. Because that's, you know, that's what I think of. Like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to get with a couple of girlfriends and we're going to have a massage, you know, have our little girls day, a little spa day and be bougie the way we like to be. But <laughs> clearly it sounds like there are some true medicinal benefits that Absolutely. can come from this. Can you speak speak to that just a little bit? Absolutely. Um, just as I gave the example before, if you're um, suffering from a pain, uh, musculoskeletal disorder such as fibromyalgia, it's really good at um, decreasing your level of pain. Um, it, you know, it helps to obviously create relaxation in the body. It mm -hmm. can increase your joint mobility mm -hmm. and your flexibility. Um, so adding some stretches, again, if, if, and I emphasize work if, if you're able to do that, because again, we don't want to cause any further harm, right, or injury. Right. So again, in that line of communication with your therapist is very important. Um, it also helps to reduce depression. Um, it aids in the insomnia, so helping you sleep better. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I found very fascinating uh, being a massage therapy student is that massage actually touches every single system in your body. Mm -hmm. It does something your cardiovascular system, to your nervous system, for example. Um, so there's so many benefits that are well beyond our conversation that just happened. Right, right. So now when we talk about um, getting a massage, so how do I know that my massage therapist is a licensed therapist? Because, you know, in, in doing my research, you know, I came across some incidences where you know, people had, um, for example, gone to get their hair done or gone to get a pedicure and they're getting a little bit of a massage there. And mm -hmm. then the, um, and then, you know, they end up injured, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, so clearly, you know, that is someone who is um, perhaps not particularly trained at this particular skill set or or whatever you know what I mean so how do I how do I know that my my person is a, a licensed and 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 trained professional uh, I love that question thank you for asking that so you can um, ask to see a copy of um, your therapist certification some places i know one place i used to work we actually had copies of everyone's license you could really see that mm -hmm. um you can also go online to if they're board certified to mcbtmb you can put in the person's name now granted you would have to know the person's full name and last name and generally in our profession we don't give last names right right <laughs> um so yeah so okay. I would say if that's a, a concern, I can't speak to the nail techs or, or hairstylists that offer that type of service as outside right. of my scope. Right. Um, but you can ask, hey, you know, um, how do I know the massage therapists in your establishment are certified? Do you have proof of that? Mm -hmm. And it's nowadays, I mean, that's just, you know, talk, nobody wants that level of liability and or slander. Right. Sure. And that's why yeah. I was very, very careful to, um, you know, yeah. to not call out specific incidences but just say that you know this is what i have 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 read 
um, yeah. there, you know, because I most certainly, you know, I don't know, you know, perhaps this was just an inadvertent thing that happened, um, you know, and that person really is trained in massage, you know, trained in massage or whatever, you know, I don't know. Um, right. But, you know, I just just want to know, you know, because sometimes, you know, like I have have experienced that where, you know, they start to massage my legs and it just doesn't feel like it does when I go to my massage therapist and I just ask them right. to stop. You know, I'm like, that's OK. Yeah. We can skip that part. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've experienced that too. I'm like, okay, I'm getting my pedicure. And for some, I'm like, oh, that feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have to be careful because they're not asking those questions. Because if they're massaging your legs and you've had a blood clot, for example, or right. a right there, you are. They, they're not asking. Exactly. Because, you know, exactly. You have to be very careful, even in that situation where you are there to get a pedicure, or you know, you're going to get hit, and then maybe they massage your neck or something like that. You have to be mm-hmm. very careful about. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I will say too, you know, most of the time the the chain therapy, massage therapy places or places mm-hmm. that are associated with a, um, you know, like I, the spa that I go to is associated with a hotel. And so, you right. know, of course, I'm sure, you know, from a business model perspective, those Correct. therapists are licensed and well-trained and, you know, have to have their continuing education and all of those things. Um, but, you know, for the the standalone, uh, quote unquote, mom and pop shops, you know, that mm-hmm. that might be, you know, that might be a little bit different. Um, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not saying anything about anybody's standalone that, business. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that um, when you have more of your quote-unquote mom-and-pop shops, they have more of a tendency to display their certifications in comparison to your chain or your hotel. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, because you mentioned that, I, I've never seen my, my therapist's license. I, I've, I've never never seen that. You're, you're correct. Yeah. There we go. So now, when we talk about um, massage at home, Okay. You know, because a lot of the times, you know, I may come home and my shoulders are tight and I'll ask my husband, you know, rub my neck, rub my shoulders or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. What kind of techniques should be, could be, should be used safely in the home setting? Because neither my husband nor myself are trained massage therapists. Um, Right. So, yeah. So, you know, I always I often wonder about that as well, because, of course, that is an opportunity for injury as well so how, how do we do you know little small massages at home like what should we do so to be safe i would say that you know you keep the pressure and everything very moderate okay not too deep right okay and also knowing the structure so for example if your husband's massaging your neck we know where our spine is located and you know you say hey you know um that that's still good there can you lighten up on the pressure oh my spine is there mm-hmm. um so I think that being open in your level of communication is very important because most people don't have a background when it comes to medicine and or understanding the body and the structures of the body. Right, right. Okay. And and what about using um, like the machines that they have, you know, like all of the different types of massagers um, that you can use. Is there anything that we as consumers should be looking out for or anything that we should avoid in bringing these products into our homes? That's a great question. Um, you have to be very careful because some of them can just be, when it comes to pressure, uh, it can just be a little too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, you don't want something that's created that, that's vigorous 
massage with a lot of pressure. You have to be mindful of the time that you're using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you don't want to cause more harm. You don't want to bruise your skin. You don't want to create, you know, little micro tears or injuries in your muscle fibers either. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I am not a major fan of those, especially for individuals that don't know what they're doing, because I feel like if you don't know what you're doing and understanding the product, you could potentially cause more harm. Most certainly. Most certainly. Because this is a tool just like just like anything else. Yes. So you definitely need to do your research. So this is what Ms. McPherson is saying to everyone who's who's watching and listening and we're watching on our, our Facebook Live here that, you know, do your research about about the different types of tools. Um, and perhaps there's even descriptors about the type of pressure that it is applied. And you want to definitely limit your time on these um, and using these tools. So you don't want to just sit there and lay on your massager like a certain Dr. Carissa does. Just lay on the <laughs> massager for, you know, just until I fall asleep, actually, because, you know, it just starts oh. to feel good. And then I wake up and it's sometime later. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm bad. I know. Good doctor. That's my <laughs> I know I am bad at that. So, but I'm going to stop because I've, I've learned today that I cannot do that. So I, because I, I don't want to end up in my own emergency room with a story and to tell. That's not going to be a good time. Yeah. But like you, to your point though, it feels good. Mm-hmm. So you think about it. And some people, that's just like, you know, some people use a heating pad, for example, it mm-hmm. feels good. Right. right. Have an injury or whatever the case may be. You've been working out and it's like, Oh God, this heat feels so good. Right. But even with, you know, and that's another type of therapy as well. When you're using ice or some type of cryotherapy is what we call it mm-hmm. when we're using cold. Um, you know, even with that, you have to be mindful. You know, so if you don't think about these things, it's just like, oh, it feels good. But are you doing some harm? So I think researching and understanding what you're doing and purposes of why you're doing it is so important. So just to piggyback on, on what you just said about using cryotherapy or cold therapy, when mm-hmm. when should you use when is cold appropriate versus heat? Because I have, it's always been my understanding that cold over a muscle will make that mm-hmm. muscle spasm even more and can lead to more pain. And so that heat was is best over over muscle tissue and cold is best over joints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, so you have to be mindful, heat uh, can create inflammation. Yes. Um, so, again, um, are you an, a runner or so I'll take myself sometimes? I love to dance. I am I am very bad at saying I'm going to work out. So my workout for me is dancing. I love music. Right. But now, granted, sometimes, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. Who is? So I... <laughs> I get a little sore or at my current occupation, I sit down at a desk for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. So I do have um, what's called like a neck pillow Mm -hmm. and you can either put it in the freezer or put it in the microwave. And I use it. um, I put it in the microwave because it just kind of creates, you know, it takes down that inflammation a little bit, or I shouldn't say inflammation, that pain Mm -hmm. um, associated with just sitting at a desk for long periods of time. Right. Okay. So at this point, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I think most people don't understand when to use which. But mm-hmm. you can also use ice for muscles. Okay. Interesting. So I imagine if you have an inflammation type situation with your muscles, then the cold would be would you be somewhat that. helpful. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Versus a a spasm type situation where heat would be better to relax that muscle. 
just to give mm-hmm. two two very very broad examples. So, yes. in the last few minutes of our segment, Ms. McPherson, what else would you like to add about massage therapy? Um, I would just like to say again, thank you for having me. I love this topic. I think that most people just think of massage as oh, I'm just going to the spa with my girlfriends mm-hmm. or. Not just to relax and that's it. But again, it definitely serves more of a purpose than just a traditional spa day or, oh, I'm just stressed out right now. Let me get it. Again, I say um, your body is like a car. You have to have routine maintenance in order for it to be effective for you. Indeed. Indeed. And we can definitely incorporate massage therapy into our health maintenance plan. Absolutely. So full disclosure to our Medical Minutes family, I have to tell you that Miss Tamika McPherson <laughs> is my cousin. Yes, and I am so, so proud. And I'm going to tell you um, as a massage therapist, because she has massaged me when I've, when I've been home to Virginia, and she truly has, has talented hands. And, oh, and, I, and I keep trying to coax her into uh, doing my massage when I come home. Um, yeah, I'm shaming you on, 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 on the radio. I am, because that's what I do. I feel it. But anyway, dear cousin, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us on the show. This has been a great, great segment, and I hope that it has been helpful to our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to Miss Tamika McPherson. Talk soon. Bye. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, that was a great segment about how you can incorporate and why you should incorporate massage therapy into your healthy lifestyle, healthy living plan. This is Dr. Carissa Hines. You're listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we'll be back after a short break. Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? Compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. On the Old Fashioned Health Show. Tune in each Friday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And listen to us live on iHeartRadio or the Real 1100 app. Where we talk about healthy information, products, and or services. And get some old school music in. On the Real 1100. And we are back. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We just had a fantastic segment on massage therapist, therapy excuse me, with Ms. Tamika McPherson 
who is a licensed massage therapist in Virginia. And so I hope that that, will, that bit of information has been uh, helpful to you all as to how you can incorporate uh, massage into your healthy lifestyle there. And so you'll notice today, so normally with our playlist, I normally have a playlist that is, um, you know, set to the theme of the show. But today I wanted all um, all of our um, music to be just kind of instrumental and just really smooth and just kind of give a really chill vibe today. So I hope you all have picked up on that and I hope you all are enjoying that. And so I see here on our Facebook, we have Miss Stephanie who is listening from Ladson, South Carolina for the first time. Hello, Ladson, South Carolina. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell your friends and neighbors and, and uh, we will be happy to welcome you. And we also will shout out Lats in South Carolina. I'm going to have to look up and see where that is. We will shout that out um, next week on our show. Shout out, shout out the whole city. And so that brings us to our last segment of the day when we are talking about our vitamin C. So last week I did not give you all a vitamin C because I wanted to spend more time on that topic, but here we are. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming, I guess you would call it today. So our vitamin C today is about touch. Leo Buscaglia is quoted as saying, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. The human touch is a very powerful thing. Of course, there are the physiological powers of oxyto oxytocin, um, aka the love hormone, and its effect at lowering stress and triggering the vagus nerve, which just makes us feel very calm and relaxed and and, and all of that. Um, but skin-to-skin -skin contact is vital for mental, emotional, and physical health. Gentle touch can reduce both pain and feelings of social exclusion. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, when my daughter was born, she was born premature, um, as you all, I think I've shared with you all. Um, but one of the things that they um, advertised for us or advised us to do is called K-Time or kangaroo time. And it is skin to skin between mother and child and it facilitates bonding and helps in the healing. It made me feel better. I hope it made Spencer feel better, although she doesn't remember it, but whatever. We're going to say it made her feel better. How about that? But consider the power of holding a hand when a person is ill or grieving. The consoling power of a hug at any point in a stressful day. The unwavering power of a shoulder to lean on in difficult times. We indeed are powerful beings just as we are. And now as more and more of us are vaccinated, we can once again share this power with one another. I look forward to that. I'm a hugger and people who have worked with me know sometimes to their irritation that I will hug just about everybody. Um, and I have missed being able to do that um, during these uh, during this pandemic. And so I will leave you today with words from Bobby Fisher. Nothing is so healing as the human touch. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening uh, to us this week and every week. Um, we will be here, God willing, next Thursday at 11 a.m. And so until we meet again, be good to yourself, 
Be good to each other. Take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another Old Fashioned Health Network show on The Real 1100.